Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park the Malcolm Go podcast. Um, it is February 28th, uh, 2024. 24. And that was Nathaniel Rateliff from the Night Sweats. Uh, I think it's a sad song. I don't know. Listen to the words, man. Listen to the words. I don't know. Well, we were setting up for a nice pod with KP uh, via Zoom, and he's got a new... Uh, boo, so he must be all snuggled up watching Love Island because he just bailed on me last second. Uh, and I know it's not military shit because he just texts all day, so I don't know what it could possibly be. So it's just Tyler and Tony enjoying themselves via Skype or Zoom or whatever the fuck we use. Um, I, I'm convinced at this point the Air Force isn't any different than Delta. No, it doesn't seem like it. They gave him like they literally rushed him through like he was like a... Uh, you know, like 
basically like a, a Vietnam, like fucking, you know, what do you mean? Like, like, like they drafted people and like, okay, so many people are dying. We need to force people through. So you went to boot camp and like, you were like basically drafted and in Vietnam within uh, like two weekends. It was kind of like what he was doing. He was like, okay, I'm going to Washington. And then two days later, he's like, I'm a captain now. What? what do you mean? <laughs> My cousin does the exact same thing. He's home. He has more days off than I do. And I'm like, I, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what he's up to these days. He just always sends me photos of him in his Maverick suit. But he's never in the plane. He's just always in the suit. There's never any flight, flight logs. No. He's moving the scrub brushes to wash the wheels out of the, out of the picture. I do picture him as the Bubba Gump of the, of the barracks. He's fucking down on the fucking floor with his toothbrush with his little fucking sailor hat or whatever he's got. Pilot hat. Mm-hmm. Man's a legacy. I just fucking audio won't work in my headphones. Nothing works in my fucking house. My microwave shitting the bed. I've replaced so many parts. I don't know shit about electricity, and I've replaced probably ten dangerous microwave parts in the last two days. Nothing's working. <laughs> I've jerry rigged it to uh, beyond oblivion. Like you can, you could literally run the microwave, and if I probably if you open it, it will continue shooting microwaves <laughs> at the family. So when I, you flush the toilet, a five minutes goes off in the microwave. Yeah, it's fucking absurd. That's a classic. That's a classic construction bit right there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. So what's been happening? I get, Chiefs won the Super Bowl, of course. Fucking uh, the Patriots are in disarray. Um, uh, crafts are produ- producing a documentary, basically painting themselves as heroes. I've blacklisted it, blackballed it, haven't watched a, a single scene. I was excited for it. And then, um, you know, I mean, why do I have to see it again? How many times am I going to see a re- recap of that, like, first three Super Bowls? Like, give me the fucking the shit in between. Give me 2004 to 2014 stuff. You know what I mean? Like, the Tom versus Time, same thing. The do your job, same thing. You know, it's all the same shit. But now it's a craft version of it where he's the hero. It's fun for him. Um, I... I'm so out on the crafts, it's insane. I know. It's it's almost I, a, a John Henry heel turn. Almost. They make me sick. I don't even know how this happened. It was, so they went from fast. being able to do no wrong. I'm almost, I am almost on Bill Parcell's side at this point. Like, it's turning oh, to got- the point where, like, I might be... Like, all right, I get it, Bill. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like why I'm you left? I'm a thousand percent on Bill Parcell's side. I always thought he was like the dick that left and went to the rival and then fucked with Kraft for all these years. And like Kraft was like, oh, the big teddy bear. You know what I mean? For like years and years in the circle of like NFL owners and players. Everyone loved Bob Kraft. He gets, first of all, he gets rated like a D minus today in these the fucking NFL Players Association report card. And he's uh, like, basically... I mean, they're basically running down Belichick in a fucking documentary um, where he was based. He was 85 percent responsible for the entire construction of the team, uh, winning championships. You know what I mean? Top to bottom, fucking, you know, designing everything, fucking the, the, the practice fields, everything. And uh, now he's basically getting the fucking, you know, I don't know. He's just getting run through the fucking drug through the mud. On this fucking podcast, I mean podcast, we have a TV show. I read the book; it wasn't nearly like that. You know, it was a craft, uh, like publication, right? So this was always an event. This was always planned. 
because the book written by Jeff Benedict is good, right? And it's got behind the scenes, you know, chatter of like how Brady left, blah, blah, blah. All came to light. Like Giselle and him went over to the fucking Kraft's house that we're going to leave. They called Bill, blah, blah, blah. And a couple of things in there were a little annoying about Bill, but nothing crazy. And it just seems like now, you know, so that was produced by Kraft. So obviously he had that in the TV show in <clears> mind because he did, he like, uh, what did he do? He, he patented or fucking got the LLC for the Kraft Dynasty LLC like productions for this stupid TV show in like 2017. So he's had it for years to make these movies. And uh, now he's just running through Bill and fucking ma- painting himself a hero. Like they skipped Su- Super Bowl 38, 39, 21 game win streak, cutting Lawyer Malloy, signing Rodney Harrison. Just not a mention. Like, like I guess I didn't watch it again. Maybe I'm wrong, but I told I was told it was like basically like a two minute blurb, and then it just goes back to Parcells and Kraft. Like, what the fuck does that have to do with the dynasty? That was ninety fucking six. That was seven, five years before they even fucking won a, won the Super Bowl. So, I think there should be there's like a Brady statue has to be coming like. What any day now, right? We have to announce that ASAP. Yeah, he is he is blundering so hard right now, and who's ever calling the shots, whether it's him or Jonathan, is stabbing themselves in the back because nobody's looking good at all. Like, first of all, again, how many documentaries have there been? Right, there was fucking three or four documentaries. I mean, they had the the dynasty, not the dynasty, the. Uh, do your job documentaries that were great, like the, the of the Super Bowl runs, and then obviously they have like the actual Super Bowl run, uh, like DVDs, which they used to be called like Three Games to Glory, whatever the fuck they were called, and um, you know those, and then you had Tom versus Time, which was basically Tom's perspective, and then you had like a bunch of other shit, right? And uh, you know f- uh, NFL films, and they all did that, and they did it better, basically. Um, oh, so I I don't know why they're doing this because it's nothing new, and everything is like. Kind of fucking over the everybody there. Like only people that look good is, I guess, just Brady, really. But that's fine. But that's what I'm saying. There's going to be a Brady statue is getting announced anytime. Yeah. Bill should have a statue. There should be a hooded statue somewhere. Yeah, but instead, bo- I think Kraft is going to put one up of himself. I don't <laughs> doubt it. I don't doubt that there's going to be a like that. You know that area by the pro shop, like underneath Gillette. I not Gillette, underneath the lighthouse where it's like that plaza. In my yeah. mind, that's going to be like they're gonna like brand that like fucking like like basically have the Yankees have like monument whatever the fuck it is like monument park or whatever the fuck they call it like it's all their plaques and the uh, outfield like that's gonna be the statues like Syracuse has it uh, in their fucking like over by their football facility all three statues of the guys that wore forty four and they're like kind of surrounding each other I picture it's gonna be a Belichick statue a Brady statue and a Kraft statue all three of them combined. Um, just like sitting. Yeah. I don't think there is going to be a Belichick statue. I think it's yeah. going to be Kraft. It's going to be Kraft in awful Air Forces with the Patriots <laughs> logo on his shoes, I could looking see like an idiot. I could see it, but the statue. You know, the statue would be like it would be one of those like uh, weird um, colorized bronze ones where like his his Air Forces were colorized. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah, it would yeah. be like everything would be bronze, but those Air Forces would be colorized, which, uh, which reminds what? me that uh, they. 
again, this is so fucking completely off topic and no one gets it, but they built a Ernie Davis statue in Syracuse, uh, who was the first black guy to win the Heisman, right? And uh, he played in 1958, whatever. He won the Heisman 59 national championship and then died of leukemia, like immediately <coughs> died. Like he got drafted by the Browns and got sick and died. But whatever, they built the statue for him and they built the statue wearing Nikes. Like he was fucking, like the Nikes didn't exist for like another 45 years. Yeah, in the 70s, right? <laughs> I don't even think then. I think it was like the late 80s. Uh, but oh. he certainly wasn't wearing them. But whatever. That was just uh, a funny thing that they did. But um, I think they since grind, <laughs> grinded it off. Yeah. Was a, a that is very, o- yeah. Oversight. That's a Syracuse move if I've ever heard one. Um, but yeah, they're definitely yeah, going to do that. And I, I don't know. I just, I, I've soured on them so bad. I used to think that they were the greatest owner in, owners in sports, you know, building planes for their team, helping, you know, you know, the helping the world with fucking masks at the time, fucking anything, you know, giving planes to people that are in trouble, helping everyone fucking standing up commercials, Jewish hate, all types of weird shit. I don't know. They're, they seem like great guys. And then all of a sudden fucking, you know, Bill Belichick wears out his welcome. And I kind of feel like Bill just tolerated them for years. Yeah. We didn't realize how much that Bill was like, uh, was just ignoring them. They were like, uh, it was like one of those situations where like on the outside, you thought that like, you know, the husband was being mean to the wife all the time. And you're like, wow, she puts up with a lot. And it turns out the wife was insanely annoying (laughs) and that anyone else would have left years ago. And Bill just, just ignored them. All the holes in the walls are just keeping the husband from punching the wife. That's like, he's just being berated all day. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, the crafts are just annoying, except it's, you know, it's their house, their father's money. So, like, she owns the house technically, so he has to always listen to that. Like, it's her money. A small loan from, it was a small loan from Myra's parents that helped uh, Bob start his business. A small several million dollar loan, and now he owns a team and runs it the way he wants to run it, which is fine. You have every right to do that, but you wouldn't have a fucking city to yourself in Foxborough if it wasn't for Bill Belichick. The fact that like people are carrying the water for Bob Kraft and fucking Mayo and Curran and all these guys who are like, okay, it's time for Bill to go. Like, how, how many times I made this point? Like, if Fucking John Harbaugh didn't win a playoff game until this year. It had been nine seasons. Nine years he didn't win a playoff game. Did you hear any, any talk about him being on the hot seat? The fucking Mike Tomlin hasn't won a playoff game, and I think just as long, in Pittsburgh. Um, Bill Belichick won the Super Bowl six years ago. The Super Bowl six years ago. But they're going to talk about it because Brady left, and they're just going to use that as an out every single time. So any you can't win the argument because Brady leaving, yeah, they started slowing down. But had I don't know if it even would have changed. But say like they did, they didn't win three Super Bowls in in bundles. Say they didn't win three out of four and three out of six, and instead they won like uh, one every five years. You know what I mean? Would he be still on the hot seat or and thrown out, or would you be more willing to keep him around because you know he's going to turn it around? You know what I mean? Instead of bundling his Super Bowls together, he, he, he spread them out. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? Well, Super Bowls are what, like, I mean, they were in the AFC Championship game every single year for 20 straight years. Like, 
what when you, that's all you can get, get to the final four. They were there every single time. So I don't know. I, I don't like any what's anything that's happening with no. the Patriots right now. It just feels so foreign and fucking gross. Backstabby. Like I get a backstabby vibe from the Mayo craft thing. I, I, you know, I just feel like that's a backstab move. Um, losing Steve Belichick sucked. You know, the fact, you know, Bill doesn't get have a you job, heard, which is insane. Have you heard Steve on the uh, Chris Long podcast? Uh, no, just when you texted. I, I I heard some of the clips. I didn't listen to the whole thing. He, it's fantastic. He's great. Yeah. He's awesome. He's funny. He's, like, cool. Like, you can tell the guys love him. Like, he's a shit talker. Like, he's great. One of the boys. I mean, yeah. oh, I wanted absolutely. him back as a defensive coordinator, but, um, you know, he's at Washington now. Probably just wanted to move out of that fucking – toxic space his other brother had to stay because he had nothing going on so he's there still but i mean gerard mayo was hiring any coach um you know that came in and said yes his the staff is like quadruple the size it was with belichick as head coach There's which like, it probably should have been bigger like most staffs yeah, are bigger but i'm a little more concerned about i mayo is he's gonna be fine i think i think he's gonna be a fine but i'm more concerned about like, we're going to go back to the GM, coach. Are they on the same page? Is the GM going to decide who's the starting quarterback this week? Is the coach goes with a different quarterback, and now the GM's like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Is Mayo is going to be gone? He's going to be fired in three years because we're not going to win. And they're, this Elliott guy is going to be like, no, listen, I'm putting the tools together. The coach just doesn't know what he's doing. This is going to be a disaster. Yeah, Elliot Wolf has gotten a little lippy, I'll be honest. I mean, I, he gave his first press conference the other day. He's fucking loose-lipped. He said, like, we're a less hard-ass culture uh, to the point where Mayo had to come out today and say, like, we're not taking shots at the previous regime. Because that's all anybody's going to take. And trust me, I'm, me, myself, I'm the Rodney Harrison of finding disrespect in everything that this guy's <laughs> saying. I am fucking, I am manufacturing disrespect from fucking Elliot Wolf and Gerard Mayo and well, either craft. If I ever hear Jonathan, if he ever comes out of hiding, Jonathan, uh, I'll find disrespect in everything he says, too. Well, we know exactly, like, well, he got the job because... He went to the crafts and was like, here's what's wrong with your team, and here's how I can fix it. And everything that's wrong with your team is Belichick, and I'm the opposite. Yeah. So we know that he – and Jonathan agrees with him 100%. So that's how this guy got the job. So you know yeah. that he that's just going to be lingering. Bill probably bullied fucking Jonathan and gave him noogies since he was fucking 28 years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he's an alpha working – an alpha sport, and these guys never had – you know, they fucking – all right. You hired Bill Belichick. You inherited Parcells. You hired Pete Carroll, who didn't work out here, but was successful other places. Um, very soft. Players took advantage of him. Fucking Terry Glenn doing coke and fucking driving around, doing whatever the fuck he wanted, and, uh, you know, still playing games. Um, then, you know, you hire Belichick. Everyone tells you not to. Again, that's... Luck at that point, because everyone says don't do it. Luck into Tom Brady because of Belichick's scouts. Um, and then, you know, have an unprecedented run. And then you paint yourself as some fucking superhero because you kept it together. Meanwhile, 
I think it's Giselle's fault. Now she's out fucking the jujitsu instructor for years, apparently. Yeah. Hey, how much of that, like, how much of that, like, hey, we need to move down south was based on a Brazilian who empowers her to be her best self. (laughs) Yeah. He's fucking giving her chokeholds. And the minute she felt that fucking blood leave her brain, she just fucking felt her fucking pants just fucking disintegrate. She couldn't handle that little choke that the guy was giving her. He was giving a fucking uh, a half Nelson, and all of a sudden, the, uh, a little bit of extra blood. No one's ever choked her like that before, and she just took her to No, Tom's a, Tom's a soft lover. You think so? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe with someone like that, with his wife, but I think, like, in the, you know, in the bedroom, when he's with, like, these new supermodels he's with, I think he gets whatever he wants. I think he's alpha, alpha dog. You can't be him and not be. I mean, you, you always have, he has to have some weakness that you yeah. wouldn't expect it to be. And he's probably just a missionary guy. So just basic, <laughs> That's a, basic. Tongue. He's just a one, he's a one position man. He knows what works and he sticks he's to in, it. And he's out and he's back to watching film. I like but that. I d- Maybe yeah, That's why he's so successful. Been, yeah. He doesn't have to worry about anything yeah, else. But you know what? I'm, I'm out. I've, I've been out on Giselle for a long time, but I just knew she fucked it up. She was the one that told fucking, you know, Tom, he wasn't getting enough respect. She's the one that made him go to craft and say that he, you know, he would have fucking dealt with it if he still would fucking Tara Reed. I'll tell you right now, he would have been fucking riding it out with fucking Bridget Moynihan. Yeah. Instead, in not bitching to get back in the in the house and all this stuff. And Tommy, she, Giselle didn't cold. know what she wanted. It's too cold here, Tommy. Too cold, Yeah, Tommy. she didn't know like, what she wanted. She, she wanted karate. somebody. You can't practice karate here. Fucking, there's enough Brazilians here. Anyway. Yeah, that was a. That that whole thing there. Out on Giselle. I don't I was never really in on her. I was proud of my boy for having the biggest supermodel of all time. But then all of a sudden now now she's you don't go behind Tom Brady's back and cheat on him with her kid his kid's fucking jujitsu instructor and your jujitsu instructor? I mean, come on. Dirty. Dirty. Scandalous. That's just as big as Scandaval, if I can say so myself. Oh, man. Can I say, can I Can I do a little quick, um, I did post it on Instagram, so it's not really a secret, but I did write a letter to uh, Coach Belichick. Uh, personal letter, give, just, you know, as one does, a pen pal does. I, send, uh, I sent him a letter, just offering my kind words and uh, thank yous for his years of service and his long hours, and just telling a little bit about how, how much... It meant to me just that the team was winning and that all the fun times I had just around the game and watching the team. And, uh, you know, I never really expected anything back, even though you hear all these stories about what a great guy, you know, he'll sign something for anybody. He'll, he'll write handwritten letters, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, whatever. I'm a fucking regular, regular Bozo fan. Probably does it a thousand times. I sent him a letter like on a Thursday or a Friday. Fucking the next Thursday, I got a letter in the mail, handwritten, by coach himself, uh, you know, on Patriots letterhead, which I loved. It was the best part about it was like he's it was missing the old. Uh, it's only had five Super Bowls on it, not the sixth one. So like he just has a bunch of cardstock lying around that he just you know fuck it. I'm still using it. He doesn't care. I love a good old thrifty pen pal Bill. But um, you know he wrote me a nice letter. Old friends, old chums. I'm gonna get him on the pod soon. We're gonna start a nice relationship. Him and I. What else was in that letter? I gotta know. I need a little more details. Yeah, it wasn't as embarrassing as you wanted to believe. I mean, it's embarrassing in the fact that like everyone wants to make fun of the guy that's super fan, 
and, and I fully admit, when I was doing it, I was like, I, I have to like, I have to see somebody. Like, I can't just be doing this. Can't be my life where I'm writing letters to coaches, you know, just to tell them how much I care about them and thank you. Like, it can't be that. Uh, but you know what? I felt good about it. I wrote, I just, I, I, I heaped praise on him. I took a couple subtle shots at the ownership. Um, you know, just one. You took some shots at the ownership, huh? A couple shots. You know I mean? I didn't like how it went down. I just wanted to tell him, you know, how much I supported him and I'll wish him best luck and I'll, I'll root for him, whatever he does next. It was just basically, you know, I was like, we went to the two Super Bowls, watched them. We were at countless games. My dad's been a season ticket holder since 91. Blah blah blah, you know, and there was never we never dreamed a million years. I mean, he as one does. It was a, it was a kiss ass letter. I mean, what else are you gonna do? You're gonna write a kiss ass letter to a guy, your hero. I mean, it's a hero worship letter. Let's face it. I was pretty jealous that you had that letter. Oh yeah, I'm gonna frame it too. I need a museum How, glass. Where did you send it? Where did I send it? I sent it to. I, I'm gonna keep that between Bill and I. <laughs> one Patriot place. Yeah, I'm no, sure I, go, I think I think it would get fucking sent back. Uh, return to sender if I sent it there. No, I went to the Bill Belichick Foundation. Uh, that's where I Ooh. sent it. Ooh. All right, nice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's where I sent it. And, um, you know, he's just a, and what a great guy. Like, three, four day turnaround. You know, sent him a very nice letter. And uh, I have a picture of me and him, and it's killing me. It's just, I, I, I wanted to send it. And have see if he'd sign it and return it, but I just didn't want to be like you know. I the first of all the picture isn't great quality, and uh, I don't want to be like the sign stuff guy. I'd rather have the handwritten letter. I think you can send the picture. I send the picture. He'd sign it in a heartbeat. I think so too. A friend of the pod said that he's he's done it in the past and he signs like everything and sends it back. So like, I mean, how it's the easiest thing, and he's a coach. He's not he's not getting flooded with fan mail. I'll, I'll fucking write him a letter every day if I have to. I, I, I don't give a fuck. I mean, it could be Shawshank. I'll be sending him letters. I'll be bringing him fucking salamis if he wants. Um, look, yeah, just a great guy. I'm going to miss him. And I'm just got, I got a bad vibe about this Elliot Wolf. I don't like how he's taking shots. I don't like that, that he's like, we're less hard ass. Uh, certainly, we're going to be a more easygoing. It's a whole thing. It's a softening of the NFL. Like the hard ass NFL, like old school NFL head coach is gone doesn't exist anymore. Like, Andy Reid's not that guy. Uh, who's even an old coach? that got Carroll was never that guy. He's gone. So it's like, it's basically Belichick was him. And who else? Is John Harbaugh had a hard ass? I don't think so. I don't know who a hard ass coach is. In Shanahan is. Kyle Shanahan, is he? Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, all the guys, there's a couple guys who played for the Eagles. And then they went and played for the Niners. And they're like, oh, like they actually practice here. Yeah. <laughs> this is hard. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Well, yeah, see, that's what the shit I'm going to miss. Like, I'm hoping that Mayo realizes, like, what got them there. Like, he's got to be him, his own self, but also incorporate. First of all, you have to, like, the good thing that the Steelers always do is they incorporate, like, the legacy. Like, it's always been, like, the Steelers' legacy, and, like, this is how it's done, this is how winning is done. Um, and the Cowboys try to do that, but they fuck it up constantly. But like, it's always been like, this is how all the winning was done. This is how it continues. You just continue the legacy of the coach that succeeded, but you add your own wrinkle to it. And, um, you know, I kind of well, hope he, he does that. Mayo's only had one coach his entire career. He's only had, he's only worked under one coach his entire career. Yeah. I have a feeling that like come week three, something comes up. He might, he's still going to call Belichick. 
Call him? You think Bill would answer that fucking call? A thousand percent. I think Bill. I think Bill's got a Mangini vibe going right now. If we're being honest, I think Bill's. No, saying, his son's still working for him. I told you because he's got nowhere else to. I got nowhere else to go. <laughs> he could have coached it. He could have went with Bill O'Brien, coach at BC. Done what? I'm gonna sneeze. Went four and seven like they always do. Yeah, <laughs> Nothing I mean, wrong with that. Not listen. I mean, Bill's right hand man, Bears Nigerian, went to BC. Uh, you know, the tight ends coach went to BC. I don't care who goes to BC. It doesn't. That's not the point. But like Bears Nigerian was like Bill's right hand man, but he was there before Bill, and he was like, a, I don't know what he did. He was like kind of like a PR guy. I don't know what the fuck he really did, but he stepped down when Bill got you know let go. So there's something there. I'm telling you. Um, because like you, well, yeah. I mean, they 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 pretty much got rid of, yeah. Anyone who had long term associations with Bill is gone. Yeah, exactly. And le- and except for that, they were like, I mean, they were hunting for coaches because they didn't know what to fucking do. So like, literally offered positions to like, uh, the kid Nick Cayley to be offense coordinator. He said no. First of all, how the fuck you say no to a a a, a position upgrade? I don't know. Like, they offered the special teams uh, coach to the guy from Atlanta. He said no. Um, so this is where you end up with Alex Van Pelt, who they had reported 3,000 interviews about who they were invo- interviewing for head, uh, for offensive coordinator. Alex Van Pelt never came up. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it's like, this is our new offensive coordinator. Uh, fucking guy that was a quarterback in Buffalo in 97. Okay. Fuck he was a, what, tight ends coach for the Browns or something? Like a, no, he was technically the offensive coordinator, but he didn't call plays. So I'm not sure exactly what that means. Like, you draw plays at in the office, and then you just stand there during the game? I don't know. What, what does an offensive coordinator do on the sidelines if he doesn't call plays? You'd have to tell You'd have to give me a clue, because I don't know. <laughs> Well, you must be. I don't know. I think it's more of a the whole the whole entire game of football is so much more collaborative than we like to like pretend it is. Like we act like you know that the twelve coaches under you have actually nothing to do with your success, and it's all you. And if they all leave one year, and then all of a sudden you're not as good, it's it's your fault. Like what happened to the Eagles this year? Um, what do you? Uh, I don't know. I'm 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 not. I just think there's too much management involved with the team. How many and cooks in the kitchen? It just doesn't work that way. It never worked that way. And it's, it's, it feels like we're heading in that direction. It's I don't know. be weird. Every team. Are you getting some? I don't know. Maybe I'm not. But it just seems like it's a recipe for a disaster. It's just they have to fucking. This team can't. The way that they're speaking, you can't have to win. Like, you're not going to be able to come up and fucking slow roll and kind of shit talk the fucking Belichick regime where it had the most undeniable success in history. You're not going to be able to fucking kind of give a little shit talk to that and then come out and fucking go four and 13. You know what I mean? It's just not going to work. This guy has to be able to hit on picks. He's got to be exciting with the picks. He's got to get the fans ready to go. Like, I don't think that happens with, like, this fucking Elliot Wolf. You don't make big splashes in free agency, and then say you don't make big splashes in free agency, or you lose Duggar and Owenu, and you get just kind of replacement level players uh, with all the money you have, and then you also go out and like draft the top tackle instead. You know, like what that team is not. No one's going to be amped for the team, like, and that's going to give you 
such little fucking leeway with the fans. Like, if you really, I think realistically, they have to draft Aiden Daniels only because if he does not go two, you have to draft a quarterback or Marvin Harrison, somebody that's going to excite the fan base. The uh, the er, the reports came out today that on the on the Belichick draft board, Jaden Daniels is on top of the his top of the draft. I, I don't understand that, but I mean, I'm I'm guessing like Bill leaked that. I don't understand like they're like, well, Bill Belichick loved him. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, I, he's not the coach anymore. He's not making the calls. Like, do you think because Bill liked him, Gerard's gonna like him? Maybe I don't know. It depends because like Alex Van Pelt, what kind of offense did he run? He had Deshaun Watson, right? Then he had um, he had a lot of quarterbacks that were like Jaden Daniels, but he seemed to be most successful with fucking Joe Flacco. He went to the fucking playoffs with Joe Flacco. My worst nightmare is they draft a left tackle, sign Joe Flacco to be the quarterback, and then draft like Bo Nix round two. You know what I mean? That's what my nightmare scenario is. Yeah, I mean, for a while I was on the uh, Marvin Harrison train. Okay, see, I'd be okay with you draft Marvin Harrison three, sign a free agent, uh, you know, bat, um, middle of the you know middle of the line quarterback, and then draft a quarterback in the second round, or even fucking stay with Mac. Who knows? But like, I just but, I don't know. Here's the other thing about that is if you were going to draft a wide receiver at this point when like there's like four or five like good receivers that come out every year like yeah. like instant starting like game changing receivers like so you're almost better off trading the third pick to like the 10th pick taking the kid King from like neighbors. Washington yeah yeah taking him and then taking with like the fourth like another first round pick taking a lot of tackle, but that's something that we would, the old regime would have yeah, done. And if we do. trade this pick, people are going to go out of their minds. I agree. I agree. Unless it's a success. Like say they trade down to like six, still get a quarterback and another first round pick. That's the only way that works. But like, say yeah. they, tra- they trade down and take a left tackle and then, you know, acquire a first round pick next year. People like that, you know, the currents of the world that are going to be out there fucking pulling for Mayo are going to write stories about what a great idea it is to build for the future and all this shit. I mean, this year is going to be a rebuilding year, blah, blah, blah. Like, like acting like free agency doesn't exist. It's crazy. The Bears, the Bears might have made the best trade in NFL history last year. Yeah, they crushed it. I mean, they could legitimately if they want, they could right now have the first and second pick if they wanted it, probably. The only thing they might have messed up is uh, if they had the first pick, would they have taken C.J. Stroud? And Stroud might be better than anyone coming up. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This year. So, I think so? Oh, Stroud. Yeah. I'm thinking the other guy. For some reason, no. Bryce Young stinks. Yeah, he stinks. And which scares me because he has the exact same body type and movement as Jaden Daniels, except he's like six inches smaller and probably like twenty five pounds lighter. Jaden Daniels is like six four. Yeah, and he's. I don't know. Maybe he's. Maybe it's just the way his body looks. They're like thin dude, framed. Bryce might be like five ten. Yeah, he is like five ten. Yeah, he's got the only thing I like about. The quarterback. I like Drake May just because he's big and tall and strong. He's a traditional pocket passer. <laughs> but he's uh <laughs> I wasn't even going for the joke, but I'm saying that he's like six four with a fucking rocket arm. Like that's New England type football, like a, a Bledsoe type, you know what I mean? Stand tall in the pocket and fucking fire the ball. And that seems like what Alex Van Pelt was good at, right? With Flacco. He's just a guy that stays in the pocket and fires the fucking rock. Uh, and it worked like Josh Allen does it. That's it. Just guys need to be able to stand in the pocket and throw in wind and snow and rain to win here, win in the Northeast. So like, it kind of makes sense to me go Drake may, but like you won't get as much excitement from Drake may as you would Jaden Daniels or, or well, we're not really going to have, we're not really going to have the choice. Oh, you're going to get the third guy, whoever it is, unless fucking, unless for some reason, Bears decide to draft Marvin Harrison one, then you'll have a chance at two of the guys. That's not happening. No, I don't think so either, but like, just depends. I mean, you never know. The fucking commanders always do something wacky. Like, they might fucking draft Marvin Harrison. You never know. Um, It could go a million ways. Like, maybe even fucking a team jumps, you know, jumps the Patriots to draft fucking... Marvin Harrison. You never anything. Yeah, that's true. I guess. Yeah, I guess there is a lot of time left. It just feels like so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what what's going to happen. I don't. I just don't. I don't like where we're going. I don't like the direction of the GM who controls what's going to happen on Sundays. Not only is he going to control the players, which is fine, but he's going to control who starts, who they want to get playing time. He's going to start controlling all that stuff. I'm most nervous about is what they've already done is like change the scouting system to the Green Bay Packer model. You know what I mean? Which was always the fucking, which is like, a, uh, like as the, if the Patriots model wasn't a success for a fucking two and a half decades, they changed it to a Green Bay Packer model, of which they won one Super Bowl. And it's like a, a system that's built on, you know, drafting and, which is great in theory, but it doesn't ever work is drafting and extending rather than, getting any free agents, not making any trades. You know what I mean? And it's, you know, it's basically you have to hit on the draft. So they, they, they draft based on value of position rather than like value to the team. So it's a little bit fucked up. That's why they always, they would always draft like a, you know, they draft Aaron Rodgers when Brett Favre's still there. They draft Jordan Love while fucking Rodgers is still there. Cause they still, they draft positional value over like team value. So I don't, I don't know what that, but we'll see. How Which could be good because we were clearly like not hitting on the high-end talent in the draft. That was our biggest issue. But like the middle rounds like is where they hit so consistently. Like we constantly drafted like 
B minus players. We just had a whole fucking thousand of them, and they're all good. None of them you can't ever any. Um, the thing, the only problem I ever had with Belichick's drafts, which I never really had problems with the defensive picks because they're always like steady, just football players, football make players. players. They're just steady guys, you know, make tackles, set the edge, but there's never um like an excitement type player that like blows you away. Like just athleticism off the charts, cocky type guy. Like that was never like the last one I can even recall was like not that he was athletic, but like Spikes was like that guy. Like Spikes were like just a fucking you know, anybody with like a little bit of fucking energy and fucking character. Um you know, everybody well, high tower. Yeah, but he's not even that. I mean he's quiet too. He's not I'm thinking about like a guy like outspoken, like Oh, like a shit talker? Yeah, I was just you know, someone that's kind of like a, a badass, but like a, you know, just like a, a killer on the field, but also kind of like a, sh- yeah, shit talker, a fucking playmaker that shouldn't be a playmaker. Like the Patriots would never draft like a fucking, like a Marcus. Peters. No, those, those are like your, uh, those are like your Rables and your like, your Rodney Harrisons. Yeah. But um, yeah, not but like, type of what. And then the excitement. You know, I think that the defensive strategy should really not not change at all in terms of everything they do, like the how they draft, how they fucking play, how they scheme. I think that should remain the same. What should change is this fucking wolf and whoever else. They should go and fucking just revamp the offense. I don't think the defense is an issue. Build up on build upon the defense. You got Covington's running the D. He's been there a decade. Mayo's been there for twenty years, so he knows what to do. You know, one of the Belichicks is there. Uh, you know, a million guys are there that have run the defense. High towers back. High tower back. That's good. Um, you know, just revamp the offense. See what you can do. Maybe make some fucking. You, you build up. You get. You know, you have a hundred million dollars in cap space. You can do whatever you want. And uh, you know, you could sign fucking Legarius Sneed and Chris Jones away from the Chiefs tomorrow if you wanted to. I mean, everyone wants to say about destination, destination, but fucking I've seen time and time again fucking two-win Jacksonville teams spend $150 million in the offseason. They do it. They did it for a decade and a half. They I start- heard this recently. Some, someone was complaining about uh, we're not getting free agents and no one wants to sign here. We spent like $220 million years two ago. years ago. Yeah, we but, just did this. Well, that's what I'm explaining. It's like people go – for the money, they don't give a fuck where it is. Like, no, people went to Jacksonville with a shitty team for twenty years just because like they were offering them outrageous money. Like no one wanted to play for the Jaguars, but you're gonna offer me twenty million dollars a year to play defensive tackle? Okay, let's go fucking have no taxes in Florida. That sounds great. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But the draft is interesting. I mean, I hope I hope they do. You know, just something exciting. I mean, I, I, it's very hard for me to get up for this, for anything right now. Like, we'll see how they go. I don't even know when free agency starts. It must be pretty damn soon, though. Uh, hopefully, the Patriots make some splashes, tackles, and sign Duggar back and Onwenu back. Just and just keep the core guys. Keep your leadership. That's what makes me ner- most nervous: is leadership leaving. You know, not that Duggar's kind of a quiet guy, but he could be a safety leader. And Weno's like your captain on the offensive line. And uh, you're going to need something because you're not going to have a quarterback. You're not going to have a fucking, I don't know, not much. 
Well, they have so much money that I think with free agency, you will probably know where they're leaning. Like, yeah, exactly. I, I have a strong feeling that there's a that Michael Pittman yeah. might end up here. And so if that happens, you know, all right, like we're taking one of these quarterbacks. Yeah, if they get uh, like a fucking wide receiver and a left tackle in free agency, or, or even in a trade, like Brandon Ayuk is up for a big massive deal. This is his last year's rookie deal. You could trade for him. You could trade for fucking Legarius Sneed for your second cornerback. You could sign Chris Jones, defensive tackle. I mean, there's a million things you could do with all that money, and um, you know. I know it's, you got to be creative, but I really think that they should trade for like IU could be a good one. Just something. They they obviously need to get like more up to speed with offenses now. I still think they should keep both tight ends from last year. You know, build out the offensive line, add another running back, and really, you know, I don't even know. Mac doesn't start next year. You know what I mean? And you. you <laughs> I know. Nobody wants to hear it, but like, what the fuck? Like, it's a whole different team. What's the difference? Like, what's, I mean, what's, what, what's with trading him? It's not Bill anymore. Like, you trade him for a fresh start. It already is a fresh start. I mean, he starts for five, six games. If he's not playing well, then the, the, the new kid, the rookie comes in. You know what I mean? And then he's a backup, a cheap backup for fucking half a season. You don't have to keep him. Yeah. This is why you all, like, your wife could cheat on you and come right back to you. <laughs> I'm a lost soul. I mean, I really yeah. am. That's, I write What's letters. wrong? What's, I mean, I think there's there's always a second chance with him. I just think maybe we could try it again and just remember the good times. No, I'm gonna <laughs> let's trust me. My wife left me. I'd be writing letters to her, hoping for a signed a signed <laughs> signed one back. Um, my ass is brutal. I don't know what happened, what I ate today, but it is pure fire coming out of me. It's the it's the type of gas where it just comes out and it stink like it bothers yourself. You know what I mean? Like, it never uh, your own farts never you really bother taste yourself. That. But like right now, I'm I enjoy it, but also it bothers me. Yeah, I don't. Mac it can't be an option. I think we'll know basically if they if they go out and go after some quarterback or try to trade for some quarterback and and do something like that. Some veteran. I don't know who that would be, but they've made um, they've made Bill the fall guy. Like everyone. I mean, even Lewis Riddick was talking about it today, who was like a diehard Bill guy. Like, there, Bill is the fall guy for Mac through and through. Like, there's no more, like, Mac, Mac sucking is no longer on Mac Jones. Like, he's got nothing to do with it anymore. It's all the way he was coached and the way um, he was handled, you know, by giving well, him Patricia and giving him um, another fucking guy. Whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bill likes football players. And if you're a football player and you're like a hard nosed player, he loves you. And Mac just couldn't be further from a football player. Yeah. He is a. He's a quarterback. He's a he's smart a enough. He's like. He's a smart enough quarterback to win in college. Um, and he's got very limited talent, but he's. He was smart with the football. And when you're on a team with, you know, 20 NFL pro bowlers and you're playing fucking Texas state. You know what I mean? You should have a 78%, uh, you know, fucking accuracy and, and 500 touchdowns and zero interceptions. How hard could it be to beat Arkansas in Tuscaloosa? Like I could probably do that. Yeah, I, I really don't think it's very difficult when you're throwing to like 
you know, Jerry Judy and and fucking um, the kid that won the Heisman. I mean, it was uh, he had like ridiculously Henry Ruggs. He had like twenty first round pick receivers, and don't even and forget about the fact that the left tackles and fucking right tackles were first first second overall picks. Who's his running back? His running back is probably the dude that's in Detroit right now. Uh, um, I don't remember who the yeah. starter was, but I'm sure it was somebody good. It wasn't Damian Harris one of them? He was one of them. Um, I mean, it, they were fucking, yeah. I mean, half the yeah, Alabama no, offense I, goes to the NFL every year. I don't think we can bring in, I don't think Matt can come back. I don't think Zappy can come back. I think we got to wipe the slate clean with a completely new quarterback room. Zappy is not even all like it's he's not a viable backup. He can't no. win a couple games. Mac is just done. I think the team despises him. I've been saying that for a long time. I think they're I think he makes them sick. I don't think they like a look at his <laughs> he face. Makes, he makes you sick. I think I think a lot of people do. I I'm telling you, I even based on like what um even based off like that stupid report card thing that came out today, the NFLPA report card. I think a lot of people soured on the whole situation. Um, and it really, I really think the downfall of fucking the team the last few years and what Kraft is fucking Matt Patricia and Joe Judge running the offense and Mac Jones having a pity party for himself. You know, but I don't doubt that fucking like they would move forward with Mac Jones just as like the bridge quarterback. It's not unheard of to keep a bum first round pick ahead of like another bum like the Ravens did it didn't they with Flacco and the kid Kyle Bowler what are we we're talking about like a guy who went toe to toe with Brady walked into Gillette and and beat the Patriots in an AFC championship game I think the only other person who did that was Peyton ever win in who's the only person win a is Flacco the only person to win a AFC championship game in Gillette yes well Yes. I think. On the road? Definitely. He's the only one? And let's, yeah, let's just compare him to Mac Jones. <laughs> I'm not saying that. They're like I'm the just same quarterback. That, no, I'm, not, I'm just saying that, like, they have, <laughs> I'm saying it, the, the point is that the first round pick was still there while the other first round pick was behind him in, like, training camp. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying that fucking he's Mac Jones. I'm saying, like, they'll draft a Jaden Daniels and Mac Jones could still be the number one guy. You know what I mean? For a couple weeks, anyway. Until they get no, sick of him. No, I don't know. I don't I don't think he's he's <laughs> look, not an NFL quarterback. Look, Matt, I get it. Mac made me sick last year, but like give the kid a little confidence. I mean, what are you gonna do? No. You're bring in forty year old Joe Flacco. You're not gonna no, get Baker I, Mayfield. You're not gonna get fucking Jacoby. What's wrong with Minshew? A lot. I don't like a meme quarterback. Okay. That worked it worked perfectly for the Colts. They had Minshew there. He was the starter. Richardson like took the job over instantly. Richardson's the starter, and Minshew's a perfect veteran backup. Yeah, he sucks too. He shouldn't even have beat Mac Jones in Germany. He sucks. He's just as bad as Mac Jones. Yeah, he's but he's not Mac Jones. He is. He stinks, and he does fucking yeah, but mullets and shit. And we got to talk, like, listen to it and laugh about it. Like, we think it's funny that this guy's like quirky and weird. When he, he would love. It. You would have a. You would do anything you could to get a mullet if we no, got Minshew on the team. Listen. No, I don't like it. I don't like meme quarterbacks, okay? I've said it already. I don't like it. I don't need a Our guy meme like... quarterback is the only meme he has is him crying walking down the stairs. <laughs> like, okay, that's... we have a meme quarterback. Admitted, admittedly, that's worse, okay? But I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, but I just, 
I don't need a character. You know what I mean? But we don't like the the rookie is going to be the starting quarterback. Eventually, whoever we draft. Eventually, no. Like, I mean, week one. This is the new NFL. They just start now. But you need so it needs to be set up. Like that that Ian Rappaport shit today or yesterday made me mad. Where they were saying like, oh, like are they a quarterback away? Is anybody ever a quarterback away? That's drafting fucking no. You draft really good quarterbacks early. It doesn't matter. Like you don't just do it. He was like, well. Maybe they should trade back because they need so many things. That makes no sense. Like, the 1997 Indianapolis Colts had two NFL players on it. They fucking lost, like, 13 games by, like, an average of 25 points. They were a dog shit team. They still drafted Peyton Manning one overall and then competed for 16 straight years. It's You don't do that if you have a fucking quarterback. And in, in, you never know when you're going to be at the top of the draft again. No, the quarterback, especially with these guys that are this good. Um... No, I think the quarterback, you almost have to go quarterback because even if you get it wrong, it, it's worth the risk. But um, you miss on a quarterback in your first draft, I think you could be forgiven for that. You know what I mean? Like you get, okay, you at least took a guy, like even still, I still don't blame anybody for the Mac pick. Like he was supposed to be a fucking first round yeah. pick. Yeah. And honestly, there's not really much you can know about. Like, you can't predict how like a like you're going to develop as like a like a man kind of. Like, he was <laughs> he pussy, had like a that he pussy a, motherfucker. He was a good, um, you know, he knew the offense. He was good. He was he understanding of the pro game. Like, he had all that. He was coached he by the didn't... guy that was identical to Belichick. Belichick's friend probably recommended yeah. him. But like, when it came time to like be a leader of the team. He just was never that. He was never going to be that. And then he just get, doesn't have that. You had guys on the fucking team, Trent Brown, like saying Malik Cunningham should have had a chance. Fucking guy, like, didn't do shit. Couldn't even play for Baltimore. Uh, wasn't even on the fucking sidelines for the game. They acted like he was a fucking... They acted literally like we had Lamar Jackson just sitting on the sidelines, wasting away. He couldn't throw. He couldn't do anything. Couldn't catch. Couldn't you know what throw. it's like? Mac Jones is like, uh, it's like you're the son of the owner of like a, a company, and then like some other guy runs, and then that guy leaves, and then the son like is the one who's like in charge, and everyone's looking at the son like you don't know what you're doing, like no one respects you, but you're like no, no, no I'm in charge now, I get to be the quarterback. It's like, but based on what, like you like didn't prove anything. Yeah, it's Jonathan Kraft's uh, exact life right now. No, I it's, went to Harvard yeah. Business School. Couldn't have been because you were a billionaire. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think he has to go. I think we just, yeah, you just start fresh. And what could you get for him? What could you hope to get for Mac Jones? I don't know. Maybe like a a fifth round pick. I would say yeah. I think fourth is probably your high. Fifth is probably where you're at. Uh, but who would even want? He'd be a great. I mean, I bet you San Francisco would love to have him. Just even as a backup. You know, but, fucking... like, Sam Donald might be better than him. No, he's not. Sam Donald Based sucks. on what? I've seen him play for longer, and he sucks everywhere. He throws interceptions. He's just as bad as Mac. He throws embarrassing interceptions at a, at a higher pace. Yeah. He admits it on, and he admits it on TV. Remember? He fucking, the ghosts. Seeing ghosts. Yeah. I don't know. Mac is, he's something. He's... I could easily see. I mean, Shanahan was not shot. I mean, granted, I mean it was Brady, but he's like he's like okay. Brock Purdy got us to the NFC Championship game last year. 
Um, but I'm still going to try and sign Brady. And, uh, well, that's a little different. Get it, but like he got you to the a- NFC Championship, and then he still does and gets you to the Super Bowl, and you could have won the Super Bowl this year. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe he could go be like a backup in like Arizona or something. That's where like all the bum loser quarterbacks have lined up. <laughs> it's a team that nobody thinks about that like you just kind of go yeah. and get paid. Um, live in the desert and it's probably cheap to live. You can be a cowboy. Where's he from? He's from Florida. Send him to Jacksonville. Do they have a quarterback? Oh, yeah, they got Trevor Lawrence. Uh, he's going to be drunk at Alabama games this season. That's where he's going to wind up. He's already got a bad body, too. Like He's definitely drinking whatever bad Alabama beer, like fucking Dixie beer they have down there. Um, he's the type of guy that does like a, uh, like a, uh, what are they called? The a house. Jack and Jill a Jack and Joe bachelorette <laughs> party. Like, that's what he does. He does. That's that. the type of fucking man we're dealing with here. <laughs> he is. I mean, ever since I, I I'm not like, okay. Like Taylor Swift's got a few bops, right? I would never go to a Taylor Swift concert. And I certainly wouldn't go in like a disco jacket. Like he went and I was like, I can't with this. I don't know if I'm in anymore. Like I couldn't see Tom Brady. Like, granted, he's a man of a certain age, but I could never see him being like, Let's go to the Taylor Swift concert and sit there with our fucking jackets. Like, we're not... And dress, yeah. Yeah, dress, dressed for the occasion, for the Eras tour. Couldn't, I couldn't sit, like, he'd be, like, I'm sure he likes terrible music. I, I think I've heard of him being at bad concerts before, but, like, Chumba Wumba. Uh, yeah, I don't think he'd be there. Hey, uh, like watch fucking, it. I know. Tub Thumping has always been a big hit. But, uh, I don't know. I just couldn't. I couldn't deal with it after that. I didn't like how happy he was to be there. You know what I mean? And I don't like the Taylor Swift thing in general. Like she's fine, but like we're not dealing with like I don't know this fucking Bob Dylan esque f- person. She just writes songs about for teenage girls to cry in their bedroom. It, it makes no sense to me. Like um, the obsession. Like it's good for that, but like I'm not gonna sit there and be like, okay, let me just pop on Taylor Swift. I got my Taylor Swift mood. In the car. Yeah. No, I'm not a, I'm not a Swifty, unfortunately. Me, I mean, give me a, give me shake it off. I mean, that's as good as the next song. I mean, that's not a bad, that's not a bad little ditty if you ask me. But like, I'm not gonna sit there and listen to the sad songs. What um? So what would make you, what would make you just? I mean, at this point, I think we're already like, we're pretty sour. What would be the worst case scenario from the draft? Me. The worst case scenario is draft a tackle uh, at number three and then a quarterback in the second round. So basically you end up with a non-premier quarterback and a left tackle, um, no extra draft picks. Or, yeah, I mean, basically either one of those two things. You miss out on a top three quarterback. Sure, maybe you get a steady left tackle for 10 years. Uh, but you got Joe Flacco and Mac Jones behind him. Um, other other scenario, I mean, that's one of them. The other one would be trading back and you know getting some boring player that was like not a top receiver or top quarterback. You know I mean like a who knows drafting a fucking the number three wide receiver available, acquiring picks for like the future when they need it now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't uh I don't know. Part of me thinks if we traded to like 8 or 9 and got we would have to get a first round pick next year. 
we would need two first round picks next year, like ours and someone else's, in order to trade out of this pick. Oh yeah, you would need and two. to I think stay in more than the that. Top 10. I think like, the, but you have to stay in the top pick, ten. You'd have to exactly. You'd have to stay in the top ten and acquire at least one first round pick. And it would depend on what the team was, because because like, if you were to trade it to like. Um, I mean, if like the Giants want it, I would trade with them because we know they're probably going to be the one of the worst teams next year. Yeah, like yeah, it would have to be a bad team, like yeah. Carolina. Like they fucking that was a perfect team to trade with. You knew they were going to suck. Yeah, that's always the play. That's like the greatest thing. Like when Belichick traded uh, Richard Seymour to the to the uh, for, to the Raiders for their first round pick, you knew that that was going to be like the top five. And I think they got Gerard Mayo with that pick. So yeah, that was idea. Yeah. So I don't know. I could be. I that could work out if they, if they depending on the team they trade with, and yeah, as long as they stay in the top ten, we're still able to get like, you know, a wide receiver like either the kid from Washington, the other kid from LSU, like either one of those guys, I would be okay with. My ideal. Here's my ideal draft. My ideal draft is you stay at three, take Jaden Daniels, then. You, you know, hopefully Malik Neighbors uh, or Adunze, you know, drops. Ideally, Neighbors drops to, like, 12, 13. You trade your number 34 plus, like, multiple second-round picks or something and uh, come up and get Neighbors. And then you get Neighbors and Daniels, a built connection in this draft. So you want to get trade back into the first round? Correct. But early in the first I want them to pick at three and then come back up to like 12 or 13 from 34, which wouldn't be crazy. I mean, you could trade probably 34. Maybe it would probably take one first round pick to do that, but you never know. Maybe fucking he fails a drug test before the fucking uh, the combine. You never know. Yeah. I mean, I guess we will. Methamphetamines. We'll find out with what they do with free agency. Yeah, because I think, I mean, ideally Pittman's the guy I want. Pittman with Pop Douglas, Bourne yeah. comes back and you got to figure Juju. out a way to get rid of. I really like the idea of you add at, Calvin Ridley's available. I like him too. He's probably going to be cheaper than Pittman. Um, I I like the idea of bringing him in. Somehow you got to get rid of uh, Devonte Parker. And I'd love to see if they could try and acquire Ayuk. To be quite honest with you, so. See if they can do it, but I really doubt it. It's going to be interesting to see how Elliot Wolf uh, plans this fucking, you know, this whole free agency thing because it's going to be, you know, you'll be able to give out as much money as you want for whoever you want, and you'll be able to trade for whoever you want. So I think they should do it. Make sure that they get the guys they want back and acquire the guys they need because my point again to Ian Rappaport saying you're not just a quarterback away. You can be close to a quarterback away if you build it in free agency. I mean, there's fucking not a lot of stars this year, but there's enough good players that you could easily compete next year and be, you know, compete in the AFC East. If you, if you had... Yeah, what did they really... What, they're like a, a, they're like a one wide receiver away and a quarterback. I mean, they are that away. I don't know why they keep saying that. Our defense was loaded, and the offense has a bunch of, like, second and third options. You, you've so keep, you, If you bring back basically your entire roster from last year, 
uh, add fucking, you know, you'll have Ramondre back healthy, Kendrick Bourne back healthy. You know, you upgrade Trent Brown at left tackle with a free agent. You uh, maybe, you know, you upgrade Devontae Parker at first receiver, and you either upgrade or, you know, keep Mac Jones or upgrade the fucking a rookie. I mean, what? How, how is that a bad team? There's really, like, not... The defense is stacked. The offense, maybe you need, like, five or six pieces, right? To really be great, but... I mean, most NFL teams now have, like, two great wide receivers. Or Also, great- who would have said that about Houston last year? Was Houston... Oh, Houston's not a quarterback away from being good. Uh, well, if the quarterback's this good, that's all you kind of need. Yeah. He's one quarterback. I mean, he's throwing to no – he has no number one wide receiver in Houston. Like, Nico no. Collins is not a number one wide receiver. He doesn't have a good – he's an average tight end. He's got – I don't even know if his offensive line's good. He's got no running back that I've ever heard of. But yet, they still were good. So, you never know. Yeah, really, they're closer than – quarterback league. It's a quarterback and wide receiver league now because you can't fucking touch the – you know, touch the wide receiver. So, it's always just going to be high-flying bullshit. Um, so cornerbacks, it's, you know, the most important things are secondary and fucking, and the quarterback and receivers. It's like the biggest thing in the NFL now. Like the Chiefs won the Super Bowl because of their secondary and their receivers and Travis Kelsey. Um, well, that also doesn't get enough. That that doesn't get talked about enough. As much as we talk about receivers, this receivers, that the Chiefs traded the best receiver in the league and won two Super Bowls directly after that. Yeah. Like the best receiver in the league, and went in with receivers that other teams would say they have no weapons. These guys stink, and they won back to back Super Bowl. So I don't know. Maybe the formula isn't just no. But I think when you have a quarterback, a quarterback that good, it kind of offsets the need for everything. Elite quarter, like an elite receiver. Yeah, but like he makes average receivers better. Like he's got that. Rasheed Rice is pretty good. Travis Kelsey is obviously good, Um, but. Like, they were bad all year, but they just went on, like, a Patriots-esque run. You know what I mean? They weren't bad, but they weren't a great knock, you know, kill, crush you team. And then the defense kind of carried them um, throughout the playoffs, and then, you know, the offense just got it done when it had to. Let's see. Right. Well, I mean, we're, we're maybe we'll get KP back next week. You never know. We're nine months into of just despair at this point. So. It is. I'd, I'd love to be excited again. <clears throat> you know, they keep sending me letters, like uh, season ticket holder letters. Like, oh, don't worry. We're so excited for our draft pick. I'm just leave me alone. Like, I got the tra- they send, <sighs> they send the, the season ticket invoice with like a letter that's like, don't worry, guys, we're doing our best. Like, I don't need to know about that. Just God, tell me when the when the fucking when the uh, I'll be in stadium when they do the Tom Brady day. I hope Bra- Belichick's there. Now I'm kind of thinking he won't be, which would be kind of a bum- kind of be a bummer. But um, I wonder if he'd do it just for Tom for the uh, the Patriots Hall of Fame thing. They're doing it on uh, six six twelve. Oh yeah, I forgot like about fucking, that. It's like a Tuesday. I don't, I don't understand the point of it, but they're doing it in. Stadium. Think you're going? Oh fuck yeah, I'll go. Why would I miss- <laughs> I'm gonna miss. I I write letters to my coaches. What do you think? I'm not gonna go to that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, we'll see what we got. Um, until then, you know, we're on Twitter. It's really just me because KP's running the Malcolm Go pod. One, he's fucking, I don't know where the fuck he is, North Korea. 
So, uh, you know, all of a sudden you don't get service at 40,000 40, feet. <laughs> at Brady Disciple, the Patreon, patreon.com slash Malcolm Go Podcast. Um, what else is there? I don't even fucking know. Whatever. But search, look, send me questions, do whatever you got to do. Uh, go, Pats, go. Pats back on top. Do your job. All right, don't try to make too much out of it. Just do your job. Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands he has. Uh-huh. Wilson, quick throw. And it's still intercepted. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.